Good afternoon, Los Angeles and all of Southern California. I'm Farley Malaris, and you're listening to Astrological Metaphysical Radio, the phenomenon of the 80s. On KFOX 93.5 FM, your talk alternative. And once again, a good day to you, Southern California. Welcome to the No Forecast Edition of Astrological Metaphysical Radio. I'm Farley Malaris, as you know, and today the topic is concerning the relationship between the body and the spirit, which many times, in my opinion, is the main purpose for life, (laughs) why we are all living, believe it or not, is to form a relationship between body and spirit, hence the symbology of the oneness of God, which we all share. Believe it or not, it's not easy for the spirit to get along with the body sometimes, and we'll find out why, and also some of the astrological ingredients included in same. And today, of course, is another wonderful day on planet Earth. <laughs> Don't you love all these trains? Aren't you glad I did a topic last week on heavy transits? Lots of people are freaking out. I want to tell you something. A friend of mine had an accident. My dad's in the hospital, had a heart attack. And a couple of my friends have been extremely depressed. A lot of people are futile, frustrated. These transits are strange. You want to know why? Well, Mercury square Saturn and Uranus is not too cool. Mars retrograde and conjunct the moon square Neptune is not cool either. And moving up, of course, we have Jupiter is square the sun right now. See, Jupiter and Gemini square that sun in Virgo, and that's pushing a lot of people's buttons. And then we have four retrograde planets on top of it with a moon wobble. So when the void course moon hits, people go, when's that, Farley? Oh, okay. Now, when the void course moon hits, it makes you want to just sleep. And hey, my advice is go for it. 4.28 p.m. on Tuesday, the void course moon will be on till 9.22 p.m. Tuesday. Then the next VC moon will happen Thursday, 2.53 p.m. That'll be over 1.11 in the morning, so a late void course moon Thursday. And then over the weekend, 3 in the morning on Sunday morning to 8.37 in the morning, so on top of a void course moon and Labor Day, everybody returning to school and to work and going to doctors for checkups and everything and fights with people you love and breakups and makeups and more breakups than makeups. So this is really a hectic week. So I figured I'm going to do a topic on the body and the spirit to let people know about the true relationship they should be trying to have instead of the phony relationships that you think you all need. The human body is an interesting element metaphysically because when we take a look at this dimension, first of all, I want to make a couple things clear. This dimension is real. Like a lot of metaphysicians will tell you that this dimension is an illusion. Now, I want to explain what the illusion is. There is an illusion of beginnings and endings. You see, remember the old standby law, okay, that matter can neither be destroyed nor created. It can only change shape. And matter from our senses is really God. You know, the molecular structure of this dimension that we can sense are all light particles that we can sense is really the God force. What we cannot sense is the transformation that goes on, the energy exchange. Like when a spirit acting as battery animates a body of a human being or an animal, that body becomes animated. So it's like combining two chemicals. When you combine spirit with body, it equals life. So I just want to make a couple things clear. What we sense around us is real as far as the energy that exists. In other words, what we sense around us is real because what we sense is God. The illusion is the birth-death, the beginning and the endings, or the fact that we believe or we sense that there is birth and that there is finality or death. 
And that's what the problem is. See, a lot of us have problems in life dealing with new beginnings and dealing with illusions which appear to be endings. Like somebody dies, we get very sad about it because we think that's it. We go ahead and embrace the atheistic attitude, whether we're spiritual or not, because there's a part of us that goes, no way, they're gone. You know, I don't like that. So many times, of course, it is very important to understand this philosophy in order to understand how life works. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. You see, before the spirit has a relationship with the body of a human being or the body of any animal, this body is real. This body is an energy form. It is a separate entity. I want you to know that before the soul anchors itself on the body, that the body is a being. And there is a relationship that exists between the soul of a being and the body it houses. Do you know the emotions that you feel, the emotions you feel as far as fear and anger and frustration and sadness or trauma, this is the vulnerability and the insecurity of the body. I hate to say this, but the body, as far as its current form, because its energy will change down to carbon and such after death, is a limited item. The soul is eternal, but the body is not in its form, in its current form. So many of the insecurity and the fear and the sadness And the vulnerability that we feel is the body with the brain and the memory banks and the heart and the vital organs because the body, like a car or like a house, in its current form will change and it will be broken down and the entity that exists in that body will be gone. Interesting thing about today's topic is I want to try to explain to you the differences between the body and the spirit and also try to explain to you the relationship that is necessary for there to go on between the body and the spirit. Because, see, I am Farley Mallorys. This is the body of Farley Mallorys. And Farley Mallorys is a limited concept. (laughs) You know, like, before long, within 100 years or so, I hate to tell you this, but I'm going to be history. Unless I can get to a point where my spirit does make the ultimate communion with my body. In other words, when the body can somehow fuse through to the higher self and plug into the messianic mind, and where the body and the spirit actually become one, where the body including the brain and the mind, can overcome this entire dimension and everything in it, only then can you reach a point of rapture where you are so powerful you can actually disseminate the molecules in the body and instead of dying, you just vaporize. You just disappear into the light. Now, I'm sure a lot of people wonder why a lot of people have disappeared on this planet, missing persons, and Jesus was taken up, and Mohammed was taken up, and St. Philip was taken up, and, you know, there's a lot of beings in the Bible that, just as they were taken up. People say, what does that mean? They went up to heaven until they were out of sight. Then they disappeared, right? So one is led to believe that it is possible for the body and the spirit to form such a relationship of bonding that the spirit can control this process and overcome the illusion of life and death, birth and death, and just take the body and, and dissolve it and become spirit again, see? So that's something that you should be aware of. See, because I think a lot of the problem that we deal with in life is that a lot of us think that the body and the spirit are the same, and that they're not. The spirit enters and leaves the body when it sleeps. When the body is resting and charging, the spirit leaves and charges in the higher realms. Before the baby is born, a majority of the spirit is out of body. It's not in there yet. When you die, the complete relationship is cut. The cord is severed. And as you know, the, the body turns rock hard. Makes me wonder why we don't cremate everybody. Why are we saving these bodies? I don't know. We're saving these rocks, right? But anyway, but the thing is, is that uh, the purpose to life, in my opinion, in many ways, is being able to have a relationship between the body and the spirit. You see, the body is a funny thing. I'll tell you why. Let's talk about these two entities in division first. The spirit of a human being or of an animal is a high entity. 
it is a being of omnipotence, omnipresence, omniscience. It's connected to the God force. It's one with God. It's a God particle. The body is an illusionary holographic projection of God energy that is used as a vehicle to house the spirit. But you see, the spirit in many ways doesn't have a whole lot of control once it's made the choice to be born in a certain body and once it's made a choice to be born in a certain family, certain parents, certain city, certain environment. Much of the input that's poured into this body at a young age, the spirit is not able to come through in its full-bloom consciousness at a young age. So that's why children, the bodies of children, are bombarded with all this memory. See, I want you to take a look at the body like it was a computer. And the spirit is like the being that uses the computer, right? But the spirit doesn't have control of all the data that's input into the computer, see? So what happens is, is a lot of times the spirit becomes very uncomfortable and restless with some of the tragedy and trauma and violence and anxiety and stress that is laid onto the child. Decisions are made by parents, by friends, by relatives, whatever, for the child to go to certain schools, to date certain people, to align to certain cultural principles, to align to certain racist or or national principles, to align to certain prejudices and such. And before you know it, this spirit, which is pure and angelic in nature, is dealing with a computer, the body, which is bombarded with baloney. So the purpose in life, obviously, is to overcome all this negative input somehow and get into to finally alerting the body to the fact that the spirit does exist and then by trying to overcome all this negative input and negative data, which becomes karma, obviously, because the spirit is responsible for the actions of the body. Isn't that heavy? The body and the mind, right, the brain and the vital organs and the nervous system all make these choices. Because society creates all these entities in these bodies and the spirit of people fight through to get control to overcome this conditioning to evolve. And that's the test. The big test is for the spirit to come through and overcome the conditioning of the human body and form a relationship with it. Now, let's see what kind of tests we deal with. First of all, one thing we must consider that is absolutely vital is guess what? When you're born, when you come out of the womb, And when the soul jumps into this baby that is like a blank computer, the baby is charged from the universe. Aha! That's where astrology comes in. The individual body that we actually possess that hosts our spirit, right, is charged by this astrological force at birth. So not only do we have to put up with the input from the parents, from the environment, from the family, from the city we live in, from the neighborhood we live in, but we're also dealing with that astrological charge, which is the karma which helps us understand how what the whole system is all about as we get older. And if, if we're wise enough to embrace astrological concepts, then it certainly does open up a heck of a lot of doors to try to reveal what it's all about. Heavy, huh? I want this to be clear to you all because what happens is that depending on the chart, right, depending on your Venus squares, your Mars squares, your Saturn aspects, your Moon squares, see, like, we can understand how the body and the brain are going to respond to the mother, you know, by looking at the moon, to the father by looking at the sun, to money and women by looking at Venus, to men and health by looking at Mars, major lesson in life by looking at Saturn, see? And here's the spirit all this time, and all the spirits are the same. The spirits are cut out of the same pie of God, right? But all of us spirits are fighting through to overcome this individuality that's been created in this body. And people say, you don't believe in that stuff, astrology, do you? I'm going, come on, you know, like, there's something going on here. So the thing is that the body goes through all these transit cycles from the continuing charge of the galaxy in this dimension, the galaxy continues to because the energy is real. It's like I said, the illusion of this dimension is the beginnings and the endings. The energy that exists is real. The energy that you sense is real. 
Everything you're looking around is God. What's wrong is that we are under the illusion that there is birth and death of everything. And it's just not true. And that's what's hard to overcome. So what happens is, throughout your path of life, you go through all these tests. You finally find out your values are really not yours. The values are what mom and dad and school pumped into you. All these teachers that said, you will learn English and you will diagram the sentence. And you come out of there going, I'm a good English student. I diagram the sentence. And your soul's going, bull crap. You don't like English. You want to create your own slang. So you become a product of society. And a lot of it has to do with the way you're impelled because of the astrological charge. So here we find an individual that becomes very obsessed, typically, from the way we are raised. This is a competitive society. It's a competitive planet. We find that the way we are conditioned and the way we are groomed many times, we are conditioned to be obsessed or to be involved in areas that are not good for the spirit. We live in families where our parents get drunk and stoned. They smoke cigarettes. So right away, you know, by example, truth, we figure, okay, this is our dad, our mom. Let's get high. Let's smoke. Let's do it. We see our parents cheating on each other. So we think, hey, by example, truth, it's okay for us to cheat on our mates too. We see our friends having sex at a young age. Okay, they're losing their virginity. Let's do that too. And we all of a sudden find the tremendous competitive edge in high school and college and in the trade and in the career with society. And right away, we get money hungry and power hungry. So all of a sudden, we find that the body has grown far away from this being, which is the truth of our existence, the spirit. And the body has made everything important but the spirit. I got to get married. I got to fall in love. I need the money. I want the sex. I want the ice cream. I want to gamble. I need to go to Vegas. I got to do it. I got to do good. And before you know it, the body's breaking down. See, the body needs the spirit to stay young, to stay healthy, to stay free and to evolve. And when the body shuns the spirit and shelves it, if there is no spirituality in the being and the focus is outside of the body, what happens? Well, because there is the illusion of birth and death and beginnings and endings, everything we think is important is taken from us. And that's when the temple of the body of the soul, what we call the temple of the body, it suffers because of loss, because the illusion of loss. But meanwhile, the spirit is sitting back there going, come on, I'm back here. Love me, need me, nurture me. I'm your best friend. I'm the one trying to run this thing. And the spirit tries to send you all these messages, but the conscious mind goes, no way, man. The intellectual mind goes, I'm going to respond instinctively here from the way I've been learned. And then you've got all these people getting sick and dying of AIDS and heart disease and cancer because they've lost contact with the spirit. They don't remember that the purpose to life, and take your two index fingers, the finger in the right is the spirit, and the finger in the left is the body. And now slowly put them together at the tip. And there's the union. There's the communion of the body and the spirit, which is what life is all about. In order for you to be happy and free and evolve and to be more comfortable and to enjoy this life experience, you must form a relationship between the body and the spirit. And if you can do that, if you can have a mutual respect and a high self-esteem and a high level of self-love, between your body, your brain, this computer that has been formed in this dimension, and the spirit that tries to use this body, then you got it. You've done it. Because you realize what's important. What is important is God. That's what the spirit is. The spirit inside of you is God. And what is important is that you are God. What's inside of you is God. Everything else that's around you has been created for your entertainment, for your experience, for your knowing, for your knowledge. And it's a trap. It's a trick. I know it's difficult for a lot of you to get along with your bodies. 
you look in the mirror, you don't like what you see. People have told you how bad you are or how wrong you look or how ugly you are or how stupid you are. You've been conditioned to put yourself down, to be self-destructive, to throw alcohol in the body, to smoke cocaine into the body, to smoke pot into the body, to eat the fried foods and the animals, sacrifice all these animals into the body. And the spirit's going, no way. Is this really going on? Talk about torture and butchering. Why is this brain butchering this body that I'm supposed to use? As my view, the spirit cannot get through. We become like clones. The conscious mind takes over and the brain takes over. And it's important for us to recognize that we do have this spirit that is our best friend and that nothing ever in this life cycle should be more important than the spirit that dwells within your heart. And whenever anything is more important than the spirit, that's when the suffering comes in because anything in this life is going to end, including your body. And the reason why you're scared is because the body does not want to die. The spirit says, hey, I'm not going to be out of here. But that part of you that is the body, the brain, knows it's mortal. And that shell, that mortar shell is going to fade one day. It's going to gray. It's going to crack. It's going to be over. And that's the side of you that's frightened. That's the side of you that feels. But if you had a relationship with the spirit, the spirit would say, hey, Farley, you're an eternal being. You're immortal. This body's your car. Take care of it while we're here. Maintain it. And then maybe when we leave the body, it'll be an easier passing. You want to lay in some hospital with tubes stuck in you, suffering for months and months at a time. See, how you live dictates how you die. If you live this life with disrespect, then when you go, you better be chanting Hare Krishna to protect yourself into the light, I'll tell you. This is one of my favorite topics in the history of this show. And I know not as many people listen on Mondays as they do the rest of the week. But those of you that are faithful Monday listeners do receive what I think are the better topics. Now, wait just a minute here. What we've been talking about, in case you missed the boat, is the astrological charge that goes on at birth. That is one of the factors that has a lot to do with the way this body is going to react. It's like knowing whether you have an Etzel or a Cadillac or a Volkswagen or a Model T or a go-kart. It's like the astrology chart is a number one major way that we can actually figure out what is going on with this body, how it's charged. The interesting part of this show is this show, The Astrology Hour, is a miracle because it's brought to you by people that seek answers astrologically. So it's interesting to note that metaphysically a lot of people will say that this dimension is an illusion. They'll say there is no time, which I believe, and there is no space, which I also kind of believe, space not as we know it, and that matter doesn't exist either. That's true. As we know it, matter really does not exist because all there is is one basic particle, the atom, which makes up everything we sense whatever it is, it is real because the God force holds it together, but it is an illusion because we think it has a beginning or an ending. Matter just changes shape. It doesn't die. It can't be created or destroyed. It just changes shape. Now, this thing with your body, it is absolutely important that you respect your body, that you love your body, that you maintain your body. Be careful what you put into your body. Sanctify it. Meditation is one of the best ways to maintain the body and to form a relationship with the spirit. This thing with animals, I'm what you call a vegan. I I try not to eat any animal products at all. No cheese, no eggs. I mean, I slip. Once in a while, I slip. Do you know why? Because my memory banks in my brain are charged with massive conditioning from all this advertising in society and all this conditioning from my family where everybody said, you got to eat meat or you're going to die. I'll tell you something. The beef industry and the egg industry has done quite a job on us to make us believe So is the milk industry that we need this stuff to live. They know how to condition the brain. They know how to program us. 
when you overcome this programming and you get into the spirit, your body goes through a lot more changes. You wonder why there's so many dread diseases on this planet. We're programmed to smoke. We're programmed to drink. We're programmed to drink milk and ice cream, ice cream, ice cream, ice cream, cheese, 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 beef, 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 chicken, 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 even fish. Hey, fish are creatures from another dimension. You want to explain to me why we ingest them? Have you ever seen how a fish is caught and killed? Hey, <laughs> I, don't, I will not eat fish. You know, well, Farley, I'm all, I'm a lacto-vegetarian. I eat chicken and fish. Have you ever seen how a chicken was killed? The thing is, is that in my opinion, I like to be gentle with this body, this body that is Farley Malaris, that houses my Holy Spirit, my sacred spirit, is a part of me that is very special. The human being that we sense is a multidimensional creature, which means we do have a relationship with many parts to ourself. It's not just the higher self in the body. There's more to it than that. Because way back in there somewhere inside your soul, inside your heart is God, is the whole picture. You plug into all the computer terminals. When you reach that point, you better be qualified to feel everyone's emotions in the entire universe and the history of the universe. You know, we're talking mega responsibility. That's what consciousness is all about. But be gentle with yourselves. Take care of yourselves. Cut out those habits. Recognize the body as temple to the soul and form that relationship. Get into meditation. Get into being more holistic with yourself. You know what to eat that's right by now. And you know what's wrong for you. You wouldn't put marijuana and alcohol and rotting, burning flesh into animals or children that you loved, would you? Would you put roast beef into a baby? Why do we eat it? Would you put burnt prime rib into a little baby? There's a reason why they can't eat that stuff, because they're not supposed to. But when the baby's old enough, we'll give it a steak. Oh, thank you, God. I'm so glad I was introduced to French fries. So it's just like, take care of your bodies and understand that the purpose of life is for you to make a relationship between the body and the spirit. Take your index fingers and touch them together at the top. And there's that oneness, the body-spirit communion. There's the main relationship. The important thing is not for you to go out and have sex and to find someone to love and marry. Hey, if you have a relationship between your body and your spirit, you're going to be a great catch anyway. People are going to look at you and say, there is something special about that person that I love. I'm obsessed with it. Now, see, then you got to teach them about the body and the spirit. No more obsessions, no more selfishness, no more greed, no more avarice. It's just the body and the spirit. That's all there is. Beginnings and endings or an illusion. Hi, Selena. Oh, hello. Yeah. How are you? Okay. I love your show. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So I want to know, when we send our child, you see, I heard that you say your daytime and city of birth, so which affect a person more, you see, to affect a person? Is it the time or the date or the... Well, they all work in communion. You know, like, we can't have a chart without one or the other. The date gives us the location of the planets. The time gives us the location of the rising sign. And the city helps coordinate both. So they're all important. I would probably say the date is the most important, obviously, because without the date, we can't even start. Oh, I see. Because I heard some, they predict, you see, for the prediction, they said the time is the most important thing. Because, for example, the year... It's for all the people who were born in that year, so it's more general. Yeah, well, obviously, if we get down to precise time, we really design uniqueness here that's really good. Oh, I see, yeah. Okay? Yeah. Bye-bye. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Let's go to Judy. Yo, Judy. Hey, how you doing, Farley? Hey, Jude. Hey. I got a question for you. I was curious. The Indians speak about the sacred spiral, and in a lot of teachings, they speak of, you know, like talking to your future selves and getting information from that. And, and it's hard for this puny brain to 
figure that out. I wondered if you had any comments on that. Well, as I regress myself into the Indian spirit that I once was, the sacred spiral would be the circle of the universe. Right. And actually the symbol of the great spirit. Mm -hmm. And when the Indians regress themselves, what they do is they go to the center of this visualized spiral, which is the great spirit, and they confront themselves with their God self, which is identified as the great spirit, at the center of the universe. Mm -hmm. And that is why when the Indians get information or when they go into their higher selves, they go into a meditation and using this visualization of the great spiral or the great circle or the great spirit, then they're able to go to the center of it, which is where the balance and the focus and the consciousness is of its clearest, most purest form. That makes sense. Can you understand how that future selves are happening simultaneously with the current and past? Yes. What happens, it's like a billion movie theaters. It's like a billion movie theaters, and it's like you are so powerful that in your mind you can manifest any time, any place, any incident, any experience exactly as it occurred. Okay? Uh -huh. Now, it just so happens that the reason why you're in focus of this life, in this focus, because of the body. See, the body, the brain, and the body that you're in are in this existence. Now, your higher self could be managing 50 other lifetimes and other dimensions and other existences, but from your point of view, because you are also the body and the brain, this is what you feel is most current. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. It's just wild for me to try and conceptualize about future selves, but that pretty much paints the picture. Okay, just remember a couple things. This God force is so powerful, it can do anything, <laughs> okay? Anything. It can create any heaven and any hell, depending on what is imagined or what is visualized. In higher states of consciousness, because of this power that we become more aware of, this anything that we can create, you can go back to any lifetime, any planetary experience, even when you flew a starship or whatever, just for fun as part of your creative process. Right. You're experiencing what this body of Judy is experiencing. But your spirit has a relationship with billions of entities. So right. your spirit is connected with everyone. Yeah, the thing that puzzles me is that since we are a product of what we do in this life as far as the future lives goes, it seems even though free will plays the role, it seems like it's preordained at some level. You know what I mean? Exactly my opinion, yeah. I do feel that life on Earth, the way it affects the body, is like a river, and it's kind of difficult not to go with the flow. Right. And in order to become in contact with your higher self and gain control, it's like building a boat with paddles where you can finally row upstream instead of let it carry you downstream. Right. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Farley. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi, Vicki. Oh, hi. Oh, <laughs> sound like Curly. sound like Curly Joe for a second. Hey, Mo. Hey, Larry. Oh. Okay. Yeah, well, you, the caller just before me was pretty much what I wanted to ask about. You said something about time and space, um, and I was wondering, if you had a past life, would it be possible to... It, wait a minute, what, if you if had you a past had, life... If you, if you had a I, I just wanted you to know that you've had everybody's past <laughs> lives. People go, have I ever lived before? About a trillion, 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 how many trillion can you go, you well, know? I was, you know, I had, I, I was like letting one come to me, and yeah. I thought, oh, there was pain and there was sadness, and I thought, well, could I send a healing light back in time? Is that possible? I mean, can you... Sure. Um, yeah, you, see, like I say, you are God, and your powers are unlimited. Once you come to grips with that, and you become aware of the power you have, then you can plug into any experience in any person, any lifetime, throughout the history of this universe, past, present, or future. See? Wouldn't it be wonderful if we all did that? We know just that's the whole... That's the point. That's <laughs> easy. Get it? Now you're starting to get the point of my life here. <laughs>
See, like people, there's so many fatalists and there's so many defeatists. There's so many negative thinkers and worriers that it's no wonder we have so much garbage on this planet. Yeah. Because all these bodies are being misconditioned. Mm. If we can help alter the programming to return the priority of body and spirit, it makes you wonder. You know, the Bible is all filled with sacrifice. You know, God says to kill a lamb. God says to kill a chicken. That doesn't make sense. God should say communion between the body and the spirit. Yeah. So it makes you wonder who did write the Bible. Exactly. Mickey Mouse or, you know, <laughs> Donald Duck, Goofy, who knows? Some, some real weird church guys. <laughs> I'm telling you, even with the Moses epic, you know, it's like, here comes the angel of death killing all these babies in Egypt. This is really a godly thing to do. Yeah, well, that's why Jesus didn't write anything down, you know. They wrote after he died, you know. He said the spirit lives or the word kills. That's right. I'd like to have a talk with that guy one day. <laughs> I'll see you, Vic. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay, remember, this is the Astrology Hour, in case you just tuned in. The station is KFOX 93.5 FM. We're in Redondo Beach. We're a 3,000-watt station. And if you can pick us up in other parts of the city, God bless you, because your energy is focusing on this station. We are here weekdays at 12 noon, every weekday. Tomorrow is a two-hour show. We have a topic every day from 12 to 12.30, so it's a class. And thank you for your support. You do keep us on the air. Hi, is this Carrie? Yes. What's your question? I was a little curious about the supposed solar eclipse that's going to be occurring on September 10th. I don't know if it is or isn't. I've seen that in some places it says it is on the 10th. In some places it says that it will be on the 11th. At any rate, myself and a few other of my friends, I have like three other friends that have the same birthday, September 10th, and we were all curious as to how it would affect us. Well, you know, a solar eclipse is an interesting occurrence because... It just means that the sun and the moon are in the same sign and, and they're together. So it's an intense Virgo effect. You know, it's like super detective, super analyzer, super worrier, very service oriented too. There's some positive energy there too. This year's solar eclipse is kind of dangling. It's kind of an unaspected eclipse. It's like sun, moon conjunct, but they're not square much. They're not opposed much. They're not sextile much. So it's a real identity challenge for this year for those birthdays. Okay. Okay. And uh, thank you for calling. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See if we can sneak somebody else, and that would be Patricia. Hi. Hello. How are you? Real good. I'd like to know what's it mean when your planets are conjunct the midheaven. Well, when, what, on the left side or the right side? On the right. Well, when the planets are conjunct the midheaven, it's very special. It could mean you're very ambitious and that your life's mission is focused on probably overcoming several lifetime influences. If it's on the right side of the midheaven, it's a clear form of the philosopher, of the traveler, of the independent, of the justice-oriented person, and the high teacher. Okay. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Well, I guess we're pretty much running out of time. But we'll see you real soon, everybody. Weekdays on KFOX 93.5 FM at 12 noon. Have a nice day. Bye. Bye.